Now joining us on the phone lines, the play-by-play voice of the Tar Heels, Jones Angel. What's going on, Jones? How are you, man? Rob, I'm doing great. Good to talk with you again. And, uh, yeah, busy weekend coming up. Got basketball tonight in the Smith Center. Carolina hosting UC Riverside at 8 o'clock. And uh, then we'll we'll be on the air at 7 for that one. And then, as you referenced, heading uh, to Clemson for Carolina and the Tigers. Tomorrow afternoon at 3.30, we'll be in Death Valley. The uh, Tarheel Sports Network gets started at 2.30 for that one. So, busy weekend coming up. And uh, hopefully for the Heels, a couple big wins. Yeah, and this is crucial. We were talking about it last week, getting ready for the Duke game, about how these last three games of the regular season are so big for Carolina. Check mark off of Duke. Let's let's go back to last Saturday, by the way. Uh, wow, what a game. What an atmosphere. Double overtime thriller. Great way to uh, wrap up the home schedule for the Tar Heels. Yeah, just a wild game, Rob. You have so many twists and turns and so many great individual performances and big plays from both sides. You know, both, both teams stepped up and made some big plays uh, to give themselves a chance to win this one. And, you know, you thought Carolina was going to win, then you thought Duke's going to win, then you thought Carolina had it. It was just back and forth, uh, especially in that wild fourth quarter. <laughs> the score was what, 19-14 going into the fourth quarter, and it finished 47-45. Yeah. So, obviously, some fireworks there. Uh, down the stretch. Yeah, I thought for Carolina, uh, plenty of good. You know, the Tar Heels moved the football a bunch in this game, only punted one time. Um, Drake May threw for more than 300 yards. Amarin Hampton rushed for over 150. Tez Walker had a career high in receiving yards. So uh, a lot of really positive things offensively. Uh, Carolina certainly wants to convert in the red zone better than it did in this game. You know, they, they were there nine times in the game and did score all nine times, but five of those were field goals. And, you know, if you're in the red zone nine times, you're maybe going to kick one or two field goals, but five is a, is a high number. And, and honestly, Carolina felt like all those field goals kept this game closer than it needed to be. You know, their first five trips to the red zone for their uh, scores were field goals. And so uh, Carolina didn't feel like it converted well enough in the red zone to, to really close this game out early which I think the Heels have the opportunity to do. Um, some of that is Duke is very good defensively, uh, particularly in the red zone. They're second best in the nation in that category going into the game last week. And Carolina had a couple penalties that hurt them in that regard. And, and then, uh, Rob, defensively, you know, the Tarles were good for three quarters. Duke only had one sustained drive in those first three quarters of action. They had two touchdowns, but one of them was on a really short field after a turnover, and so they, they really only had one drive where they moved down the field and scored. Other than that, Carolina had shut them down, and then all of a sudden you get to quarter number four, and, and man, Tar Heels just couldn't stop them, and Duke was doing whatever it wanted, running, passing, converting third downs. Uh, they were getting it way too easy, and then you had the surprise on side to keep the ball longer, and um, just a mess of a, of a quarter for the Tar Heels defensively, and, and I think the concerning thing and the head-scratching thing is that you've seen that now a couple times in the back half of the year. And so um, trying to figure out why that's happened in the back half of the season and why it's happening, period, because you, you've seen Carolina play better defense than what it's put out there in the fourth quarter a couple of times. And so certainly those things have been areas of focus and areas that the Tar Heels want to improve on and will need to improve on for these final couple games. Yeah, they definitely got to be on their A game uh, tomorrow afternoon, taking on Clemson, which the Tigers – they got off to a, uh, a rocky start, but they have really found themselves. They're back to their old Clemson ways. And so uh, what, what is going to be the big or maybe one or two big things that Carolina really needs to do uh, to get a win at Clemson tomorrow? 
Yeah, and first of all, Rob, it's not going to be easy, right? I yeah. mean, Dabo Swinney's 96-9 and in his career as the head coach of Clemson <laughs> at home. So they don't lose there very often. Um, Carolina hasn't won in Death Valley since 2001. Now, they haven't played there every single year. They've only been there four times since then. But um, it's a hard place to go play because Clemson has a great home atmosphere and Clemson has great players. And so, obviously, that makes it a challenge. Um, the Tigers are playing much better football, as you referenced. They, these last two weeks in particular, they beat Notre Dame two weeks ago and then blasted Georgia Tech last week. That final score was 42-21, but it was 42-7 at one point in the fourth quarter. Um, what has proven to be the biggest issue for Clemson has been turnovers. When, when they turn the ball over, they've had a hard time winning games or they've allowed other teams to stay in games due to turnovers. And you can look at almost every one of their losses, and turnovers have played a significant role in that loss. And so for Carolina, you know, it's not as easy as snapping your fingers and say, go get some turnovers. But uh, they'd love to be able to get a couple takeaways um, because that has been an issue at times for Clemson. And I I think, Rob, for the Tar Heels, their defense has to be um, good enough in this game. You know, Carolina's offense is, is one of the best in the country. They're third best in the nation as far as yards, uh, eighth in the country in scoring. But Clemson's defense is elite as well. They're number six in the nation in total defense. And so both those sides are going to have some success because I think they're too good not to. But you can't rely on the Tar Heels scoring 42, 45, 49 points. That, that's going to be really hard to do in this game. And so that defense has to do enough that a 24-point performance or a 21-point performance or 17 or 28 – Something like that is good enough, and, and that's what the Tar Heels, uh, defensively, they've just got to be able to make enough plays um, to allow that offense to win the game. Talking with Jones Angel, play-by-play voice of the Tar Heels again, uh, coming up tomorrow afternoon. you got Carolina and Clemson kickoff at 3.30. You'll be able to listen to that right here on your home for the Tar Heels, WPTF. Also, you mentioned uh, let's get into men's basketball as well. Jones, uh, coming up tonight, uh, what, UC Riverside coming to Chapel Hill tonight? UC Riverside, first meeting between the Tar Heels and the Highlanders. Uh, and so looking forward to seeing Carolina in action again tonight at 8 o'clock. And, you know, Rob, this is really the last game for Carolina. Uh, first of all, it's the last game in this three-game stretch to start the year at home. Um, it's the last game, I think, for a while that you just go into the game uh, assuming that the Tar Heels are going to have a, a – significant advantage personnel-wise in this game because the next up for Carolina is the Bahamas tournament. That's always a quality event. They start with Northern Iowa, who's a good program. Then we'll face either Villanova or Texas Tech. And then on the other side of the bracket is Michigan and Arkansas and Memphis and Stanford. And so, you know, really good event. Then after that, and I may not get these uh, this order exactly right, Rob, but I, after that, Carolina has Tennessee and Florida State and UConn and Kentucky and Oklahoma all right in a row, um, all before Christmas. So uh, some really challenging games on the horizon for Carolina. Um, The goal tonight, obviously, number one is to win, but number two is to continue, I think, some positive things that you've seen from the Tar Heels in the first couple games. thought their defense was better in game two than it was in game one. They rebounded at a much better level, and they continued to do some of the things um, that Hubert Davis has talked about wanting to do, and that's push the pace, that's share the ball, that's get easy shots, that's start down low with Armando Baycott. He had more than 20 points and 20 rebounds this last time out against Lehigh. So uh, plenty of things for Carolina to continue to try to get uh, better at, 
and they'll need to because that schedule really ramps up here in the very near future. UC Riverside tonight, and then uh, the Bahamas coming up next. Are, are you going to get to go to the Bahamas with the team next week? So I'm staying here with football, uh, and Dave Nathan, who does our pregame halftime postgame show and our baseball play-by-play man, Dave will be heading to the Bahamas with our basketball team. I'll be in our studio helping out for those, and just came down to the not knowing the game times is really what uh, hurt me in that regard, Rob. Don't know what time the Tar Heels are playing uh, basketball on Thursday or Friday. Don't know what time the Tar Heels are playing football on Saturday. And uh, obviously I need to be in town for Carolina and NC State. Can't miss that one uh, yeah. coming up next weekend. So uh, we will have it covered. Wish I could uh, be down there, but uh, Dave will do a great job, and I'll be in the studio uh, making sure everybody's up to date on what's going on. I think Dave owes you like a steak dinner, the fact yeah, that he gets right. to go to the Bahamas. He's to go right? to the Bahamas and to Maui here recently. <laughs> Because of uh, crossover with football, so he's got some cool trips. Very nice, uh, but again, we'll have it all covered, and you'll be able to listen to all of it right here on WPTF. Jones Angel, play-by-play voice of the Tar Heels. Thanks so much, Jones. Have fun tonight and tomorrow, and we'll talk with you. Do we have you next week? I'm happy to give you a call next week, Rob. Okay. The only uh, the only curveball could be basketball because Carolina does play. Um, next uh, Friday, as I said, but it wouldn't be this early. Be happy to give you a call, and okay. uh, we can figure it out. All right, that sounds good. Jones Angel, right, thanks so much. Have a great Thanksgiving, Rob. Hope you everybody too. has a wonderful and uh, safe and enjoyable holiday and uh, and filled with Tar Heel victories. Too. Absolutely. So, uh, looking forward to seeing you or talking with you next week. All right, thanks so much, Jones. Thanks, Rob.